Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Now, I apologize that this episode is going to be a bit shorter than usual, but that's because we're doing a bit of a two-parter thing, and life circumstances, which are going to be explained in the second part. So, the first part is, by now, our annual look at Putin's State of the Union speech. He does that every year in April, so it's kind of important to look at it, because lately especially if you've been following this show in the past few months, or some of you for years at this point, you know that these things really push out everything that has happened and what's going on there. Let me remind you that last year, Putin basically declared that he's going to get re-elected, that he's going to change the constitution, and COVID had just started and everything, and it all went down in a big mess, and their prime minister, Dmitry Medvedev, resigned. So, we'll get through that, and then, after this, I will speak about what's going on with the show and, uh, well, the status of everything, because, well, a <laughs> bit of a moving hassle here, which is not easy. But don't worry, don't worry, um, I expect that the next episode will be recorded in Wednesday, yeah, and it's gonna be a bit long one and a historical one, because I am finally getting all of my books back. Oh boy, I missed all of my books, a lot of them are half-read. And the one on Russian Alaska, which I haven't forgotten, is basically just full with the markings and stuff that I quoted and everything, and I kind of have to assemble together my my computer, because, well, got some new parts for it while I was here in the farm. But that's after after we deal with this year's Putin's speech. That's a quite an important thing, as he always speaks in April, usually it's April the 20th, this year, this was in April the 21st. And my colleagues at Medusa, which have finally now been uh, declared a Russian foreign agent. Well, that is, they are a foreign agent working in Russia. Ah, because they're registered in Latvia. They're going to try to make sure that this is cancelled through courts, but, well, tough luck for that. I'm actually surprised how they hadn't been declared this earlier. 
but they had a nice little summary because one of their journalists was there. And this is summary of what he said, and I'll be adding some of my own comments to this amidst all the kind of massive protests for freeing Alexei Navalny, in which, by the way, about a thousand people across Russia were arrested, and some of them were beaten, and now his anti-corruption organization is deemed basically a terrorist organization, and it just went crazy. Oh, and by the way, at this point, Zhirinovsky has uh, our good old pal Zhirinovsky, the one who always spoke about the nukes. Yeah, he has declared basically a victory over the West. Meanwhile, their political ties are breaking apart with the Czechs. All these things are going to have to wait until next month, as right now we have to look at what Putin has to say in this, well, quite dire and scary time, as, you know, no one still has cancelled all that massive, massive armies on the border of Ukraine, and it's still looking pretty grim. Now, quoting, domestic policy. The pandemic hasn't ended in Russia, and border controls must remain in place. People need to get vaccinated to halt the spread of the coronavirus. The Putin administration is prioritizing family care by making additional support available to poor families with young children. The government is introducing new payments to pregnant women and extra benefits for single parents. All families with children, now in grade school, will receive payments of 10,000 rubles, which is about $130. Russia will build another 1,300 new schools and other public university scholarships to another 45,000 students. This kind of looks interesting because that's $130, it's a one-time payment, which might seem funny to you, but in Russia, your median salary is about $250, so even as a one-time payment, that's, well, quite a lot. The question there is, of course, will everyone get it? As, you know, during all this pandemic, a lot of people who were kind of eligible to get some aid never really did. And with all the promises Putin has made before, on all possible issues, basically everyone is just treating this like like a pipe dream, basically. To improve the accessibility of public services, Putin committed to consolidating everything into a single window system by next year and said these services would be accessible remotely at any time of day within three years. Yeah, that won't happen. He's been promising this since 2002, basically. To curb pollution, the president promised quota controls on emissions and fines for environmental damage. Anyone who profits from nature must clean up after themselves, he warned. Putin also pledged to help regional governments craft prudent financial policies. To develop Russia's infrastructure, the Kremlin will complete a highway from Moscow to Yekaterinburg through Nizhny Novgorod within three years. Okay, that road part, that I can believe. They've done cool projects for PR. Well, like they built the useless bridge to Crimea, which is uh, basically a dangerous bridge to drive over, but they haven't built bridges and roads like everywhere. Same with building schools and everything, because... Basically, Russia has fewer hospitals now than the Russian Empire had in 1914, which is a thing. All this pollution talk, well, I bet he's kind of, you know, he's caught wind that all the attention has gone to ecological troubles of Russia. And, you know, in the last month's news episode, we talked about how some scientists basically self-censored themselves and how they had to hide the results from public, how they tried to do that, but it got leaked all because of uh, all these elections that are going to happen in September. So that might be a thing, because those results, even though they've been leaked, they have, like, haven't been officially released yet, and people are really worrying about this whole pollution thing. I highly doubt that anything actually will get done, because, you know, 
one of the lead polluters are buddies and friends and important players in this whole kleptocracy thing. But what kind of interests me more is how this is going to reflect on people who are currently protesting against various landfills built somewhere in their kind of federal state and what's going to happen with all the nuclear waste because I remember that last year in September, if I'm not mistaken, Russia made a deal with Germany and France to purchase some nuclear waste from them and to store it and they weren't really good about it either. So I really don't know what's going to happen there. Because ecology in Russia, as is a proud tradition which has stayed over from the Soviet Union, a neat reminder because, you know, all the green organizations were the first public organizations that were allowed in the Soviet Union, you know, friends of nature and stuff like that. And and the Soviet Union had, like, massive issues with ecology. Listen to my episode on the RLC for one to learn more. So, but we'll see, uh, but I really don't think that this is going to get very organized. I mean, Putin might give out some orders and try to organize and actually curb down on all the pollution and kind of the CO2 emissions and try to present a more nature-friendly face, but I think this is going to get bogged down on the local level, as it usually does. However, this is the domestic part within Russia. What probably concerns you more, my dear listeners, is his comments on the foreign policy of Russia. Because, you know, that concerns all of us, basically. So, Putin on foreign policy. Russia will defend its national interests, as usual. In typical fashion, quote, the West totally ignored the attempted assassination of Alexander Lukashenko, which never happened, like, at all. I would have told you guys if Alexander Lukashenko, the president of Belarus, would have gotten assassinated or even an attempt would be made on his life, like an actual one. That thing never happened. You know, it's a big deal. We've spoken about that on the show. Because he also stated that, quote, whatever you think of Lukashenko's politics, staging a coup and plotting political killings goes too far. Well, political killings is a thing that Mr. Lukashenko specializes in, and it wasn't a coup, it's just that Lukashenko genuinely lost elections and then falsified every living thing out of them. But yeah, that's an issue here because, well, after his specific address towards Lukashenko and how he supports him and everything, quite a few analysts have now started to think that, hey, well, if Putin needs some sort of a major political victory, right, so that he could consolidate his electoral base and power in general, and that all of his attempts in Ukraine have been met with stiff resistance, well then... Maybe, maybe, as no one would expect it, and that's, like I said last time when I spoke about this subject, Putin usually acts in a manner that is surprising instead of, you know, blatant and open. Kind of the idea is that he would probably try to actually annex Belarus this year as kind of a side attempt, as per usual, trying to get some victories. And if I was Lukashenko, I'd be a bit worried, but I'm pretty sure the Belarusian president so-called president, actually is worried. Yet we get very little from Belarus's policies, except the fact that very recently they basically closed the Euronews channel there. Uh, Euronews is kind of like, I don't know, constant news channel like CNN or something, but way more neutral. And sometimes, you know, they've been criticized by being too soft and weak and kind of neutral, even when it comes to the big issues. 
They only comment on the facts and give very weird commentary sometimes, being cold about it. They're not very exciting, but, you know, they report extremely neutrally on every possible news. And that channel in Belarus has now closed completely. You can't see it anywhere. And it has been replaced by the Russian Army News Channel. Yes, they have a special channel on the TV for the Russian Army. It's called Zvezda, or The Star. And it basically is just all about the army news and how Russian army is the best and the strongest, which is also interesting. But furthering on, those who'd pro-Krussia should remember that Moscow has the latest weapon systems on alert and more are coming online every day. Another joke has been made that this is only, you know, in cartoons and in uh, Western video games as the previously mentioned Zvezda has a long, long running tradition of basically stealing um, footage from Call of Duty and one time even Halo and other first-person shooter games uh, and just presenting that as real footage that is basically for whatever the Russian army did next. So, continuing on, Russia nevertheless is trying to build good relations with everyone, with Asia, with Africa, with many European countries, with its allies in the, and there he mispronounced, he said with the Warsaw, Warsaw Pact, and then he corrected himself, Collective Security Treaty Organization. Hmm, yeah, well, that's a nice reminiscence about where Mr. Putin comes from. But about the good relations with Asia, well, as you might have heard, Russia was the only country to actually send their military attaché to Myanmar, where the coup happened and where, like, many people died. About Africa, well, I guess they're actively trying to do stuff with Assad in Syria, but I'm not particularly sure Syria even counts as Africa. But hey, who knows? Maybe they have like best buddies in Egypt or something. But uh, there's a nice little bit long, but still direct quote. Rather like to read because that sort of shows his way of thinking. And, you know, he likes to use various metaphors from either sayings from the people, you know, traditional folk sayings of the people, old folk wisdom. And sometimes he likes to quote from various books that I presume he's read. Or at least someone who writes his speeches has read. But this looks pretty pretty authentic. And this is a direct quote, not a shortening or anything like that. Quote, There has been no end to the unfriendly actions against Russia. Here he uh, basically speaks about the April 15th United States new sanctions and all the all the issues with, with Czechia that, that's happening here. And some countries have adopted a rather nasty custom of poking at Russia for any reason and most often for no reason at all. It has become a competition, a new kind of sport, where you try to shout the loudest. Here we have behaved with the utmost restraint, and I mean that without any irony and in all modesty. We often don't respond not to just these unfriendly actions, but also to outright rudeness. We want good relations with all the members of the international community, but we see what's happening in reality. As I said, they're poking at Russia here and there for no reason. And, of course, all around them, all sorts of little tabakis grovel to their Shere Khan. It's just like in Kipling, in the Book of Jungle. I guess it's Jungle Book. They howl to appease their sovereign. Kipling was a great writer. Yeah, Jungle Book sort of should have some nice little associations with uh, Hobbes, yeah, with his Leviathan and uh, total war of everyone against everyone. Life being brutish and short and very violent. Well. Thankfully, uh, life's not jungle or Warhammer universe, so that's good. Carrying on. 
We genuinely want good relations with everyone in the community of nations, including, by the way, with those with whom our relations haven't exactly worked out recently, to put it mildly. We honestly have no wish to burn any bridges, but anyone who mistakes our intentions for indifference or weakness, and themselves plan to burn down these bridges, or even blow them up, because burning the bridges is totally a literal thing, and he's just taking the metaphor to the next level, should know that Russia's response will be asymmetrical, swift, and severe. The organizers of any provocations that threaten the core interests of our security will regret their actions like they've never regretted anything before. That's kind of a weird and aggressive thing, but if you had expected some sort of actual solution to any problems or any real decisions or or stuff like that, yeah, that's not happening here. He's just not doing anything, and people who even like Putin, because I look at these people as well on the internet, even they kind of say that for all the loud noises that have been made here, this speech is actually pretty weak. It doesn't say anything concrete. Unlike the domestic case, where he actually, you know, at least mentioned some real numbers and issues, in the foreign policy, he's basically declaring the ages-old phrase that every Soviet leader ever and every czarist leader before that, and now, well, Putin and Medvedev have stated basically that Russia has surrounded themselves with, like, enemies, and, you know, everywhere you look, there's an enemy in sight. And that's kind of kind of scary because, well, Russia is a big power and this this speech did very little to kind of calm down and de-escalate any potential talks of um, peaceful resolutions to the ongoing conflicts and major issues that other nations have with the fact of how Russia's been acting lately and no one really wants any military conflicts. But sadly, this this whole thing said nothing concrete and didn't really do anything to de-escalate anything at all. Now, what you have to do now is kind of think and focus about what's going to happen next, because we still don't know, and early May may still prove to be a bit... a bit creepy, and things might happen, which I hope they won't. Like I said, 25 to 30 percent. However, well, in case of anything, of course I'll let you know. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in into another episode of The Eastern Border. We are so happy to announce that this episode is brought to you by our friends at russansov.com. If you're looking to buy new art, don't forget to use the code Eastern Border for a discount on us. Remember, head over to russansov.com and happy shopping. If, however, you want to support our show directly, head over to patreon.com or our website theeasternborder.lv to find out how you can help out. For all things Eastern Border, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. And as always, thank you so much for supporting us. We really appreciate each and every one of you. That's all from me now. See you online. This podcast brought to you by RussianVoiceOvers.eu. Enjoy! 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And that was it for the political news. Well, like I said, this episode is quite a bit shorter than usual, but, well, why you're gonna hear right now. First of all, I am finally moving away from the farm. This is gonna happen on Tuesday. And although I have some projects ongoing, where I'm gonna work with our friend Alistair Pitts from the Russellville's United Movie Podcast, and with John from Redline which is another awesome podcast, if you hadn't heard that one. He does in-depth look at various interesting countries. And we are about to speak about Uzbekistan, and I hope all that works out, because we have kind of a scheduled recording on Tuesday, which I'll probably try to move on Wednesday, because, well, Wednesday's going to be a bit off. It's just that I'm going to have to move all my stuff away from here in the farm, which is in the the middle of the country, and then move a lot of kilometers, like 200 or something, to Ludza, then drive to Riga. It's going to be a mess with, uh, with you know, a bus and everything, and, well, as I don't have a car, this is also going to cost me. So, I'm in the middle of screwing together a computer, because, like I said, I, I found some local guys with some parts, which I was happy to obtain, and now I'm gonna upgrade my regular computer. So it's gonna be even more quiet and everything, and Anita will hate editing less, because I'll sound like proper human being, instead of a buzzing sound with all the fans in the background. But the other news is about our website, DeasternBorder.lv. Because, yeah, the website's down for a bit, and that's because our domain name expired, and, uh, well, and our deal with our previous host expired. That happened at the unluckiest moment humanly possible, since, you know, we were hosting stuff there, and... Yeah, I, I had paid the previous bill for two years, and now this one popped up at the time where my, my expenses are already, are already piling up. So now I have a bill of about 165 euros on my hand, which is about $200, which I need to pay so that the easternborder.lv website would be up and running again. Now, currently, I am spending a lot of money on moving and everything, so, hey, if you guys want to be our Patreon supporters, please become such, and, well, if you um, want to support the show, I will post the link to our PayPal account in the show description, if you could, like, pinch in a bit, that would be nice. Maybe you live in the EU or something, and, and you're, you don't want to go through PayPal or Patreon or whatever, yeah, email us through uh, the eastern border at gmail.com, our... Email, we will send you our bank account information or any other information on how you can help us. Because although the show will continue, as you might have noticed for this episode, because we have a backup host with the ACOST, 
I still think that we really should get our webpage back. And I think it's kind of a time to update it as well. Maybe we'll go through famous Squarespace. You know, they haven't sponsored us yet, but hey, we can at least um, work with them through our other podcasting friends. So that might be an option. Maybe switch away from our standard format. Then again, I, I guess kind of the old schooly charm of the whole site was also a part of the whole thing. But yeah, <laughs> I have to deal with all the moving stuff, and then my webpage just stopped working. Which is <clears throat> amazingly fun, as you can imagine. That's why I can't really, you know, amidst all of this and all the stuff that I have to do, that's why this episode's a bit shorter than usual, but we'll get back to normal, regular episodes soon, and I hope the whole Putin thing was interesting for you. But, well, for now, yeah, if you can, please support the show, because we need 165 euros to get our webpage up and running for two years more. So if you can spare at least parts of that, that would be nice. If you if, if someone could just donate that much money, we'd love it too. And uh, as soon as we uh, get the money required, we will just refund all the other donations from other people. You know, we won't, we won't scam you or anything, but that would be nice. And like I said, if you don't like Patreon, you don't want to become our patron, or if, if you don't like PayPal for some reason, then please, please contact us at theeasternborder at gmail.com. It's like the Eastern Border is like in a single word. Or just PM us on uh, on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, and we'll send you our bank details if you live in the EU or something. Or maybe you want to do Western Union if you're from the United States. Oh, and you, we will also put a special thank you message for people who will help us out in this case on our webpage. Because, you know, we'll we'll get it up, we'll get it up and running so that people can listen to the show ad-free. Because, as you know, if you listen to this on Acast feeds, that is the iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, then you hear ads if you're in the United States or Canada or UK. I think Australians hear them too now and then, but, like, much rarer. The Eastern Borders site, where you could donate and, and go to Rust and Sov and everything, that always had the ad-free versions. And I've always, always been saying that and, well, have to say thank you to a lot of you people who actively continue to listen to the versions with ads in them, because, you know, that also supports the show. But, hey, if you want a place where you can actually hear all the shows ad-free, and if you liked our website and like to comment there now and then, please, please help us bring that one back, because it's way easier to advertise your show when you're, like, not hosting on, on Acast or other platforms, which I'm still going to continue, don't worry about that. But I really would like to get my website back, and with all the moves and everything that I have to do now, yeah, it's going to be a bit hard, and it'll take us a couple of months before we can do that. Without your help, that is, because help is pretty much necessary. Specifically since I'm finally moving back to an apartment in Ludza, which is going to be a bigger one, and I will have a... I'm not going to be recording from my bedroom, no, I'm going to have a nice little specific chamber room for my whole recording and everything... Frankly, I would I would have preferred a smaller apartment, but this was the only one I could get. So hopefully the sound quality and everything will also improve. So there you go. So I apologize once again for this episode being shorter than usual, and we'll get back to normal ones. But please, if you can, consider supporting the show. And once we get back, we already have a nice little list of people to whom we need to send all sorts of things, which is probably going to start happening some sort of Wednesday or Thursday. As I get back to civilization, 
But hey, if you, yeah, like I said, if you support the show and help us get our webpage back, you'll get a special thank you on the webpage. We'll make a small little banner of you. And, well, you can also mail us and, and on the same, the eastern border at gmail.com. I think that link is, like, that email is everywhere. And if you didn't hear it right, just, you know, find us on Twitter or, again, on Facebook and ask there. I think you can find the Eastern Border Podcast everywhere, really. And then we'll also send you the information. Because it's a bit of a rough time here. And also, you know, have been shoveling cow crap for a month without any breaks whatsoever. Because that's a farm. You really don't get days off at all. And I'll just be happy when I can actually go and talk to people once again and have my notes back and do people's interviews. Because what I really want to do is also kind of a fun story. I want to finish off all the series that I've started, of which I have like two that I need to finish. And I want to do an episode about the real people's stories once again, because, you know, all the COVID restrictions are dying down a bit. And I think that would be a great thing to do once we get back and once we kind of restart everything properly so yeah please let us know and sorry for this like i said next episode is going to get recorded on wednesday and help us get our webpage back because the eastern border.lv that probably won't be up for at least two months but with your help we could get it back up tomorrow and spend the next two months actually upgrading it so we'll try our best thank you for your support comrades happiness is mandatory and do свидания товарищи Thank you for listening to The Eastern Border. If you have any comments or specific details you'd like to know, you're welcome to leave it in the comment section on our site, theeasternborder.lv, and we'll rummage even to the western border to find you an answer. Like this podcast? Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or on our RSS feed. Happiness is mandatory. Good reviews and donations feed the farmers of our kolkhoz in the great motherland. The Eastern Border salutes you. This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org for more shows like this one. The Dark Myths Void. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.